before we move on in the story, we need to capture this moment where Alicia burned all the stuff that used to be his income, used to be the source of his security, where he burned that as a point of no return to follow what God had for him. Here's a question. Are you willing to sacrifice what has made you successful in order to become significant? I firmly believe that God can take a nowhere and turn it into a somewhere. God met me in the middle of nowhere. That doesn't happen if you leave. When we call on the name of God, we return to the moment where we were marked by the mantle. Have one ear open, my friend, because God's mantle is going to fall on your life. He's going to cast the cloak over your life. Man, that's the attitude you and I need to have. Where God is leading us. I'm like, God, I'm not sure which room we're going in. I'm not sure where we're going next, but all I want to do is be with you. Where instead of putting up with the pain and the grind, going back to those websites we know destroys our soul, going back to those people we know is toxic, but it feels safe and familiar. God chooses you. God chooses you. You might not have it all together. You might be a little bit too intimidated. You might be broken. The, the, the record player of your mind might be stuck on one thought and you can't break out of it. But you've got to know, my friend, that God chooses you today. And we embrace the ever-expanding kingdom. Yes, it's unsafe. Yes, it's uncertain. But that's where God is. So here we are again, the Mark by the Mantle series. If you've been a part of this church community um, in January, February, we know, uh, you'll know that we did a great, phenomenal series by the team called Mark by the Mantle, following the journey of a guy called Alicia. You might call him Elisha. I'm going to call him Alicia. It's the same thing. It's a different way of saying the same thing. It's like if you call a vegan a vegan or a vegan, okay? Today, we're starting part two of that series. Is anybody excited to hear what God wants to say to them during this series? On the back of that ministry that was brought at the start of the year, many people made decisions for their life, picking up a new mantle, a new purpose, a new way that God had spoken to them about directly. And it's great to see so much of the fruit sitting here today of people who took risks, people who made decisions. Uh, people who started new careers, moved on from things, um, women who have babies with previous health issues. I mean, the miracle of God just keeps on happening when the people of God respond. Now, I'm not going to go through a recap of what that first series was because it's all online. So if you were to go to YouTube or our audio pack podcast, you'll be able to see it all there. Today, I want to bring us back to where one of those foundational stories are and set us in a good stead over the next few weeks. I'm gonna take you back to the moment where the mantle fell from Elijah that fell down to Elisha, and Elisha picked it up and put that mantle on, God's new purpose, God, God's anointing purpose for him. Let me first tell you this, that what you were matters. So what you were matters. Now, in life, you will walk around in um, school or work. This is all stage, by the way. I'm not just people. I'm just like graffiti. 
give this one an asbo, put that one, no, um, it's all fun. You walk through life, right? And in life, you get all these different labels put on you and you have experiences and moments and whether it's a criticism, so what have we got? We've got hate here with an angry face. We've got weep. We've got things that happen, so that might be from an early age or a later age, but you end up being covered with things that you didn't expect to be covered with. Now, your clothes do three things, okay? Number one, your clothes are your image. It's how you want to be seen by the world and how um, you want others to perceive you. That's why you might be one of those guys that wear shorts and flip-flops in two-degree weather. Okay, that's an issue, pal. What's up with your circulation? We need prayer, okay? It's not appropriate, right? But your image, or you might wear a lot of uh, Nike or, uh, I don't know what's coolest, what's a cool brand these days? Gucci, Gucci, can't even spell Gucci, G-U-C-H-I, I think, um, but it's your image, all right, thanks guys, that's enough, thank you, great, actually backstage, I said don't write anything rude on there, that's all, so they've done a good job, thank you guys, but you end up being covered in stuff, and your image gets marked, right, so it's your image, your second thing is this, is that your clothes keep you warm, let's not forget that what are clothes are there to do, right, that's why maybe your dad or your granddad and an old person has got a coat from like 1953 that he's never thrown out because it just continues to keep him warm, so your clothes keep you warm, and the last thing is your clothes cover your nakedness, or as the scripture calls it, your shame, it covers those things that you need to keep private like I said to one of my kids when they were very young you've got to keep your private bits private okay don't do that when you're older you'll end up in Hindley prison or somewhere like that those are the three things they are your image they keep you warm but they also cover your nakedness but in January we talked about new clothes for you we talked about this mantle that you that you can wear that's God given to you and if God gave you something no one can take it away and it might look different than anyone else, and that's good because it's bespoke. Because God's given you your own destiny, your own future that he wants you to respond to. So it might look different than anyone else, and that's okay. Not only that, but because God gave you, God gave you the gifts in order to accomplish it, and he gave you the grace to handle the hardships when they come when you do wear it. This powerful mantle, this God-ordained new thing for you to wear is everything you could possibly need to live a significant and great life. So a question I have is, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Because the layers and the opinions and the stuff that you pick up in your life all add to the confusion. They all add to the dilution of what God intended for you to live. Society says layer up. That's what society says. Society says layer up. Consume, consume, consume. You've got to watch the new series of Love Island. You've got to buy the new Jordans. You've got to buy that new plant pot from Home Bargains. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to buy these things to add stuff to your life. You don't need that model of car anymore. What you do need, you need this model of car. Layer, layer. You can just date another girl. You can visit another website. You can place another bet. Start a new job. Don't talk about your emotions. You can medicate instead of finding therapy. Consume, consume, consume when it is Jesus himself that said, come all you who are weary and heavy laden because of the layers and the layers and the layers of stuff we all put on ourselves. 
So where does this get you? Living a life of layering where you just accept the stuff, where there's no filter, where there's no strong boundaries, where there's no understanding of who God has asked you to be. What, what happens? Well, let's talk about your image. Your image becomes a Frankensteinian pick and mix of different beliefs until you forget what real right looks like. Let's not forget, friends, that it is righteousness that exalts a nation. What about keeping you warm? Well, if you wear too many layers, you just get a bit sweaty, don't you? You get a bit sweaty, a bit uncomfortable, and it starts to restrict your movement. What about your nakedness? What about your shame? Well, with every layer you add, you forget what it really felt like to be truly you and vulnerable with another. You forget what it feels like to remove a layer and show the real you. So you've heard my opening gambit there. What are you wearing? I've told you about you go through life and you pick up these things, these names, these um, identities, these layers. But I believe Alicia in this story is showing us a different way, something different to wear. But not only something different to wear, which was the mantle, but a process in which you can put it on. So won't you read this story with me? If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of two kings. I'm just going to give you a minute to do that. If you have your smartphone, smartphone, get the app out. The book of two kings. If you haven't got a Bible or you're choosing not to read, then it will be on the screen. The book of two kings, <clears throat> chapter 2. Verses 11 to 13 it is. So it's the book of two kings, which is in the Old Testament. And it's not a story about two kings. It's uh, one book called Kings and a group of writers or, or curators thought, this is a big book, no one's going to read it. Uh, let's split it in two. So it's Kings the sequel. Okay. So two kings, chapter two, verses 11 to 13. It'll be on screen. It says this, as they were walking along, well, who is there? Okay, well, this is Elijah. And Elisha, Elijah is the prophet, the man of God, the cool dude. And he is the one that approached Elisha a few years ago and said, hey, come follow me. God is um, um, asking you to live a different life. He has a new purpose. And he ends up casting this cloak, this mantle over him as a sign, like, come follow me. And one day this cloak is going to be yours. So those two are walking together. And it's Elijah's time to leave as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared, separating the two of them. Can't really explain the chariot and fire of horses bit because I don't get it myself sometimes. But hey, God can do what he wants. It could have been a Tesla, but it wasn't. It was chariots of fire and horses um, separated to two of them. And Elijah went up in heaven with those chariots up in heaven <clears throat> in a whirlwind. Verse 12, Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Now watch this, right? So if you've got your Bibles and you're making notes in it, mark this out, right? He took hold of his garment that he was wearing and he tore it in two, right? So just hold that thought. And then Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen on the floor, that had fallen from heaven went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Did you notice the process? Alicia's getting changed, man. He's getting changed. He's not just getting changed. 
in a, a private room. He's not getting changed in Primark. You know where they leave like a, a, an inch gap when the curtain closes and you're not wondering, you're wondering who's looking at. No, no, full on. He is, he is tearing his clothes because he, he is the thing. You got to take off the old before you can put on the new. You got to take off the old stuff before you put the new stuff on. But he didn't just take it off, did he? Sorry, I'll give you this back at the end. I'll sew it back together. He tore it. He tears the old. He tears the old thing. Imagine if a footballer started playing for a new team, wearing the old team's kit underneath the new one. I mean, that would just be crazy, wouldn't it? That would just be weird. I just don't want to let go of the glory days when I played for that team and I scored two goals. You've got to take off the old kit in order to embrace the new kit. So maybe the reason why you still haven't seen the change that you wanted because you haven't yet taken off. In fact, more than that, you haven't torn off the old thing in order to wear the new thing. Maybe you've still got the Tinder dating profile because you're worried that the Christian dating thing won't work for you. Maybe you've still got that account online that's fishing and looking because you're not sure. God, I said to you, I trust you with my future relationships, but I'm just going to keep this side hustle going on. Maybe you're keeping a toxic friendship there. So when the road gets rough, you can go back to those places that even though it's painful, it's at least familiar. And that gives you a sense of security. Maybe you said to God, God, I'm going to give you my all, but you can't touch my money. So don't even ask me that question. I'm saving for a rainy day. But our job is not just to, is not just to take off the stuff. It's to rip it in shreds and get rid of it. And take it off. Man, if I had a great body, this would be amazing. <laughs> See, that's what God thinks about all the pathetic layers, all the pathetic voices that have existed in your life, that have built a wrong image, that you have allowed to keep you warm for the sake of adopting something that's lighter but more comforting, that you have built up time and time and time again instead of taking off those things that you have kept from God in order to be truly vulnerable with him. You do understand that True intimacy is nakedness. Not just physically, but of naked soul. But you see, there's a new mantle for you. And it's this. Just a minute. It's this. This is the new mantle. It says hope on it, my friend. It says hope. It says that he will give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy instead of mourning. A mantle of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He calls you son and daughter. You are holy and blameless, pre predestined. 
You're a new creation, justified and redeemed, forgiven citizen of heaven, fully known, no longer a slave, chosen, co-heirs with Christ, accepted, sound mind, loved, hope. Don't you see? This is what you were meant to wear. This is the mantle that God has destined you to have. But you only get to wear this when you take off and tear up what was. So my question to you is, what do you need to take off and tear up? What do you need to take off and tear up? For when you were God's purpose for your life, you become his image bearers. Your source of warmth comes not from brands, but from the presence of the Father. He not only embraces your shame, but he nullifies it. Friend, if you could only know what it feels like to get rid of what was in order to embrace what will be, you'd be like King David who had to take off Saul's armor in order to fight his giant. You'd be just like those people that Paul writes to in Hebrews 12 where he says, strip down, start running and never quit. You'd be just like the people Isaiah promised that he would give you a garment of praise instead of a crown of ashes. So what do you need to take off and tear up? Take off that voice. Take off that expectation. Take off that old habit. Walk away from broken places. Reveal the shame and the nakedness so God can truly receive you as you are and he can give you grace and love to move you forward. You have a choice today to do two things. Either you're going to hear me and think, oh, that's a really good idea, I should do that. Yes, please. Either you're going to layer up or you're going to lay it down at the feet of Jesus. It's your choice. If you're a guest in here and you're like, whoa, never been to a church before, I got heavy for you. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Maybe just believe in Jesus as your first step. Either layer up or lay it down. <clears throat> my talk's pretty much done now because my voice is going to go soon. Um, but here's what I want to do. I want to do something that's significant for you, right? Um, someone reminded me of this when I did this somewhere else, and it was really, was really mattered to a few people, so we're going to do it here. What I want you to do is I want you to take something off your body. Let me caveat that. Say, when I've used the word nakedness, it's metaphoric and not literal, okay? We're not that kind of church, all right? I want you to take something, not, not now, but take something off your body. So it could be a jumper. I mean, it could already be off you. It could be a jacket. It could be a ring. Um, it could be what, whatever, a piece of jewelry. Um, and if you're not wearing anything you can take off, then, I don't know, use your phone or something. <clears throat> and in a minute, I'm going to pray for you. We're going to pray together. I'm going to pray this prayer over you. And that is something, that is a layer you're deciding that you're going to take off and tear up, right? So it could be something from a long time ago. could be something very recently. It could be something that's, um, I don't know, something that happened to you or that you witnessed happened that scarred you and you got that second-hand trauma, whatever it is. We're talking circles, but whatever it is, I want you to put it in your hand. And in a minute, I'm going to pray. God's going to free you from that. And then you're going to receive a new mantle. And great things are going to happen. So you know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to give you a second. 
why don't you do that now? Why don't you stand to your feet and why don't you choose an item that you want to take off? And of course, if you don't want to do this, that's absolutely fine. Think about it in your own life for a moment. Just take a minute and do that. Pull it out your pockets, take it off your finger, whatever. show you something now that is going to utterly blow your mind about what's about to happen because you think the tiny thing in your hand is so insignificant it'll be a drop in the ocean to your destiny right and that's a lie let me prove it to you there's a and there's a story later on in Alicia's life where very subtly God shows us that he is very faithful to each and every one of us that his promises are yes and amen and, and that what God is faithful to start, he will bring to completion. So, and here's my proof to you that when you were this mantle, whatever the mantle is in your own life, this is what happened. So a few years later um, in chapter six of Second Kings, it'll be on the screen, you don't need to turn there. <clears throat> when the servant of the man of God, this is 2 Kings 6, verse 15 to 17, it says, when the servant of the man of God, the man of God being um, Elisha, when the servant of the man of God got up, um, just went for a walk, maybe checking stuff, I don't know, um, and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. At that time, someone had come to capture Elisha to be a renter prophet because they heard that if you had a prophet of God, you had um, God's might and God's will and God's forethought in your life. So there was a king from Syria coming to uh, kidnap um, Elisha and his servant got up early and saw this um, army around uh, the camp ready to kidnap him. Um, with horses and chariots surrounding the city, oh no, my Lord, and probably said a swear word rather than being so professional there. What shall we do? The servant asked. Verse 16, don't be afraid, Elisha answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I've heard that before. And it might be Paul that said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Verse 17, this is what I wanted to show you. And then we're going to pray for what's in your hand. Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. Because Elisha already saw it. He already, he'd already seen something before. Open his eyes. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Elisha had seen it before. He'd seen the might and the power of God right in front of his eyes. So when he sees an enemy camped around him, he's not afraid. But his servant hadn't seen it. Friend, when you were his mantle for your life, you are surrounded by heaven's army. Prove it then. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own life. When my family's been sick, when I've not had enough cash and suddenly some, some turn up, when I've prayed for something for so long and it finally comes through, I've seen it. 
If you ask anybody who's been a Christian for a while, you can ask him, I've seen that chariot, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I don't worry about it, I've seen that. I've seen the glory of God. This mantle can feel isolating at times. Who God asks you to be, maybe causing you to make risks, is asking you to sacrifice. And this might be pushing me to become selfless and change my behavior because I'm starting to look different. But remember this, open your eyes. The moment the mantle fell and the moment you picked it up, picked it up, the moment you took off the old and took it off and tore it up, you gained a new identity, a new hope, a new future, and a new army that's encircling you. No name is greater than the name of Jesus. No problem is bigger than the passion of Jesus. No situation is too deep or too dire for you to pray to the creator of the heavens and the earth, for him to gaze on you for a split second and answer you. Because you were in it, man. You were in the thing that you meant to were. So my question again is, what do you need to take off and tear up? Why don't you close your eyes and I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing together. And then we're going to have a moment where we're just celebrating, just the spirit liberating people from past stuff. With all eyes closed, I would like to read this prayer that I found that's based on a Moravian prayer. It's quite long, but and as I read it, I just want you to listen to it. And I want you to hold that thing in your hand that you're taking off and you're tearing up. No one needs to know about it. It's between you and God, but hold it in your hand. I don't care whether you're 40, 50 year old, struggle to show your emotion, get something in your hand and do business with God. You're not gonna get this chance again today. All eyes closed, centered on the spirit as he speaks and I'll pray this prayer. Lord, I pray that you would unlock my heart, that I might be fully alive in my true identity in you. Give me clear revelation to see myself the way you see me. Help me stand in your truth against all enemy attacks and guard my heart with all vigilance. Help me to identify the lies and reveal to me any places where I am chained to the past in a negative way. I repent of any lies of the past. Teach me to hear your voice and not believe the enemy's destructive lives about who I am. I thank you for my uniqueness that I made in your image. And I want to understand and feel the deep things in your heart for me. I choose to believe the truth about how you see me. And I thank you that I can hope in a future and believe in a good destiny that you have. You have a vision for my future. Help me live a fruitful life now, overflowing with your love that honors others. Give me greater authority in my prayer life. I want to know you on a deeper level. I don't want anything to hinder my relationship with you. Okay, whatever's in your hand, say your own prayer in your own mind and tell God you're letting that go you're walking away 30 seconds quiet you pray to God
Heavenly Father, we stand with our brothers and sisters today, celebrating at the fact that they have taken off and torn up something that has lied to them for years now. This is literally, Father, a rags to riches story, but it is not about money or consumable goods. These are the riches of heaven, rich in love and power and mercy and grace and truth. And Lord, today we don't stand, Father, in shame or guilt, but instead we stand wearing a new mantle, a mantle that says that you have chosen me and destined me, that you have called me out, that you have given me everything I need for life and godliness. It is a cloak of protection and a banner of love that when I stand under that, Father, when I stand under that miracle work that you do, that provision, that relationship, I stand under something much greater than me that has existed far, far before me or any one of my parents or grandparents. Lord, I'm standing in your truth that lasts from age to age, from the alpha to the omega, from the beginning to the end. Lord, I ask you now, in the name of Jesus, to release my friend from the grip of lies and layers. Release them in the name of Jesus to let go of what that guy said to them for what that woman preached over them, to what they did when they were a teenager and they still can't forgive themselves for, for the mistakes of the past, for the should-haves and the would-haves. Lord, release them in the name of Jesus. Friend, begin to pray. Begin to pray and say, God, I let it go and I put it in your hands. Lord, they ask for forgiveness, but also they receive forgiveness today. Help them to pick up that new mantle, that new identity in you so they can walk free. Free, free indeed, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you receive that today, my friend? Because today was an important day for you where you walked away from something that was just filthy. And it's now white as snow. We're going to sing together now. And I encourage you, allow the Holy Spirit and allow this room to just let, let it just percolate and process what God is asking you to walk away from. Thanks, Isaac.